I'm low key tired of talking, bro. Wait, what? If I'm being real. Why? Because I've been talking so damn much. This damn is, podcast, is this a, bro. Is this a part of the? Is this a part of the bit? Or is this? Oh, this you... is just me. Oh. <laughs> This should be me, me being me. I feel that. Huh? Yeah, you're turning, you're turning talking into a job, bro. Yeah, you gotta be very. It's wary. only, it's only a job right now, because we're trying to get this shit up and running. It's, yeah. it's work. It's, it's work. work. Yeah. It's work. Yeah. Just, just, just until we get the first season done, then it could be like, oh, I want to bring this person in, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, the, on our time and type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Never broke a game, why? <laughs> no rap cap. <laughs> All right. My guest for this episode of Rider on the Run is founder of Playhouse Cinema, filmmaker, skateboarder, and Dago legend, Luke Lace. I'm mad hyped to have my dude in the studio today and real excited to have a chance to talk with him about this film shit, this skate shit, and this life shit. So I want to welcome my day one slime, straight out of PH, Paradise Hills, Skyline, Southeast Dago, my brother, Luke Lace. Welcome to Rider on the Run, fam. I think he left the studio. Nah, I'm in here. <laughs> <laughs> yup, you already know what it is, guys. Pop in. Yup. You already know who it's your two favorite guys right now, man. Okay. Your two favorite guys. It's the second time you in here, bro. Already. They don't need to know that, bro. Huh? They nah, bro. They gotta know the process. There's a process to this shit. There is a process. There's yes. a process to this shit. We gotta. We improving. This is probably the tenth, tenth, eleventh time we in the studio. Yeah, y'all don't you even feel know. me. Y'all don't know. And we only put in that what maybe six, seven episodes. You was never there. Exactly. All y'all gonna see is the finished product. That's it. Thank you for listening, though, guys. Honestly. Because, I mean, we're doing this for us, but also it's for people that want to hear these conversations. You yeah. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a good podcast. I'm not going to lie. I love, love, love a good podcast. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that this blossoms into something that, you know, makes y'all feel like, man, this was a good way to spend my time. Mm-hmm. like to open up the podcast with a little segment i call tell me about the fit oh dude right, i thought right. i was gonna freestyle right now <laughs> <laughs> we could do that next actually <laughs> oh my god yeah bro so what you wearing in the studio because okay. that jacket is fire so this jacket is a brown on brown jw anderson and uniqlo jacket okay uh i got it for 50 bucks shout out uniqlo uh shout out jw anderson jw anderson stuff usually goes for like five six hundred bro and like he did a collab with Uniqlo. Damn. And I love Uniqlo. Shout out whoever loves Uniqlo. This thing's great. It keeps me warm. It's super light. And like there are days where I really feel like I just want to put a blanket on. And this does the job. Um, I'm wearing a Stussy shirt, uh, vertical lines with a black collar. I'm wearing brown Uniqlo pants that I got for $15, bro. 
they got the fucking double pleat on them. I cut the bottoms off. They fit like a Dickies with a slight taper. It's nice. <laughs> and then you already know I'm wearing the Supreme Clark Paisley joints and they khaki. And I love building my fits from the shoe up. Fire. Fire. Do we want to talk about your fit? We could. I've been thinking though. I can only recycle so many fits. You feel me? Oh yeah. You feel me? Uh, huh? I mean, I could talk about my fit. I do know how to. I like the I color do know of your how shoes. to mix and match though. I like the color you of your shoes, me? and it goes good with Thank the pants. You. Yeah, I'm wearing a. I mean, I don't really know what brand it is, but it's a flannel with a, I guess, like a light. What color is it? Burnt umber, type brown. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same color as my collar. Yeah, forest green, uh, some navy, navy blue type. And we got the got heavy, some, we got the heavy brown vibes going yeah, on. Yeah, heavy today. brown. Yeah, some brown Levi cargo pant, cargo joggers, mm -hmm. and uh, some Vans authentic. But I that's a nice color, like, right? Yeah, the it's olives. not exactly like a, like a like a forest green, like a it's military. Those are sick. Thank you. Yeah, like I've been really into like khaki or like tonal things, like not so not so much pastel, but like you know like more like muted I feel tones. You. I feel you. Um, they I don't even know who they is, but they say it's better for darker skin tones. So I like to that makes sense. I like to incorporate that. But yeah. I've I've also been wearing a lot of khaki and brown this year. Mm -hmm. That collar is fire. I know it's nice. Damn. You wanna wear? You wanna try it on? It'll probably fit you. I might just. Like, like the the sleeves are too long for me, and the sleeves are nice because like the they're lined with corduroy also. For real? Yeah, like if you if you uncuff them. Oh damn! I hate getting a nice jacket and then I gotta cuff the fucking. Yeah. You feel me? Short, short arm problem. Yeah, bro. Niggas don't know the struggle. All right, Luke. We gonna get started on this shit. Feel the warmth off of that though? I do. It's so already. light. I'm getting hot already. Right? Yeah. So how would you describe yourself? For me? people who don't know you. Um for people who like what do people say about me or how I how you. I would how, how I would say you? it? Yes. Somebody I says who is Luke Lace? You know I mean? He's that dude. Hey. Okay. That dude who kinda is good at everything. Alright. I mean like everything that I'm good at, I've spent a lot of time doing, but also like especially with filmmaking. Like, that's that's a mixture of, like, passion and natural talent, mm -hmm. I would say. Because it's something that I felt like I was pretty good at starting, and then I, and then I really, like, fell in love with it. And then I kind of stagnated and was like, okay, how can I push myself out of, like, my comfort zone? And then I started writing more scripts. I, like, really focused on my writing and articulating my ideas. Um, and then that led to, you know, directing a bunch of short films that a lot of people love. Um, 
And yeah, I'm 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 a pretty smart guy. Yeah, keep going. About you as a person, you feel me? Okay. Yeah. Me as a person, I don't know. I think I think I'm very charismatic. I'm very open mm -hmm. and transparent. Um, I like to feed a lot of positivity to people because I do feel like, you know, we don't have a lot of time, so why spend time moping around, you know? Like, I make it very, like, it's an important part of me as a person to make sure that, like, I at least share some of that with anybody that I interact with. Because yeah. it's like, you know, like, it's better than having a bad day. Correct. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I also feel like that's what drives, like, my work and, like, my ideas. Because, like, I do come up with a lot of really funny ideas. And, like, I think comedy is, like, an amazing outlet. Um, and, like, literally the hardest form of writing to achieve. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, trying to make people laugh and, like, you know, keeping conversations going with, like, random improvisations I think is, like, real fun. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of shit. There is a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I love spending time with people because I, like, more and more so now at this point in my life, I have less time that I can spend with people. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, damn, like, like, you know, if we're going to meet up, like, it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because, I mean, you just got off work, right? Mm-hmm. You feel the, the vibe, studio. bro? You feel the fucking vibe, bro? Man. Yo, do you want to move the, the mic? Get more comfortable? I'm, I'm comfortable, bro. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Right. I mean, we can move it if you want. Like, just move the table real quick. No, it's we okay. We needed the table for. You know, oh, for the IG thing. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm sure. good. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm. Um, I'd rather be like, oh, like close to you. No pause. <laughs> Full on play house. Okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, I got a hard question for you. All right. Bring it on, bro. What kind of films do you want to make right now? Right now? Yes, sir. Like, like under any circumstance? Mm -hmm. uh, or within a realistic budget? Under any circumstance. <sighs> Shit, man. Don't, don't, don't spill your ideas. All exactly, saying, exactly. All, all I'm saying is, what type? You feel me? Yeah. Um. What genre? What kind of approach? I, I do think, like, a, a huge theme in my work is being with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but a very specific, almost anti-hero like being with your friends, like, like me against, like me and my homies against the world type thing in yeah. any situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, if I were to write a script, you know, like the the conflict of the script would be from like, um, their like it's almost like a coming of age type thing where yeah. you know their their ideas are like being met with like responsibilities or um ideas of a traditional life and we, i feel like as you know children of immigrants that's like a very huge thing um but you know when when you come from like a skateboard background or like a low-income background like the stakes are different yeah um the way you interact with your friends is different it's very like um if somebody were to walk past y'all talking, they wouldn't be able to tell what you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like that right. feeling and that essence. How how would you how would you approach it? Like, do you feel like shit is played out in that like genre of film? You know what I mean? Like shit is played out or over over overworked or done. You See, know? um, what I think is important about talking about that is that imagine putting yourself in the forefront of that film. Imagine yourself being the main character. Mm -hmm. Has that ever been? On screen, no. That's right. right. You're so right. it's like 
the fact that we're doing it is the reason why it's different. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact that we believe in it is the reason why it's different. Yeah. As opposed to being like, oh, I want to make something that'll make other people happy. It's like, no, like we're doing this for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's like, why would you want to cater your art toward like making other people happy if it doesn't make you happy? Mm-hmm. Like, like I feel so good about this and that's why it's going to be popping. Yeah. And that's, it's like, it's like a principle, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess something that like a film that comes to mind, um, in that regard is mid nineties, right? Mm-hmm. How would you, how would you, would you categorize that as something like that you would, that you would want to do or like something similar? Is that? I I think mid nineties is still very tip of the iceberg for me. Wow, I I honestly think so. Really, because it's very, like, I do. It's, it's more on a, like an external. Culture. Yeah, I I do yeah. think I do think it's very it it lacks a sort of depthness. That, yeah, no, like, I, I I can see that. Yeah, be, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like yes, like skateboarding is one of those things where you know it's not met with a lot of racism, mm-hmm. but the main character of that film doesn't deal right. with, like. A colored identity yeah you know what i mean and that's why i'm saying like that's why it's a very surface level mm-hmm. you know what i mean like, what do you think about the movie though i mean like i liked it yeah like i'm gonna start off and say i liked it mm-hmm. um i would not say it's like one of my favorite films okay um would you say it was an accurate depiction of the life of a skateboarder growing up a skater on a very surface level, yes. For real. On a very okay, surface okay. level, you know yes. what? You're right. On a very surface level, yeah. You know but what I mean? I think, I think, I think it was a good start, though. Yeah, exactly. Because, exactly. because the life of a skater is not very easy to, mm-hmm. you know. There's yeah. so many layers to that mm-hmm. shit. You could go anywhere with it. Yeah, it was a know? story involving skaters, and yeah. not so much like what it's like to be a skater, mm-hmm. because it's more so about like a friendship than it is yeah. skateboarding. Did you see like a lot of scenes in it though, or like parts where you were like? I've been there. You know what I mean? Like, you could relate to? Um, little, little Stevie macking on the girls. No, I, was <laughs> I was about to say, that's the one thing. That I- <laughs> that's, that's the one thing that really meant a lot to me and, like, so powerful. That shit, I, I still don't know what the fuck was up with that. Nah. That was um, crazy. I mean, it's fine. Like, you know, skater hijinks, like. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like I think the one thing that like I took away from that movie was seeing the skaters acting, not so much the movie. That is true. Because it's like these the guys that are in the film are actual skaters, and now they're like on an industry like a film industry platform. And mm-hmm. to me, that's what I think is inspiring. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just I like agree. these dudes came from nothing, and now they're in a movie. You're right. That and you know what I mean? Like that meant more to me than the actual film. I didn't even think about that to be honest. That was a that was a cast mm-hmm. full of just skate niggas. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Mikey. some of the most like impactful or influ- influential people in your life um in any you know in any world 
of work that you do or just as an individual impactful yeah like i'm not trying to make this like a supreme court thing where i'm like let's let's define the word impactful what does that mean you know i said mean? influential too influential either i think either influential or. and impactful are different like if i say impactful impactful could be good or bad yeah of yeah. course mm -hmm. uh the streets no, i'm just kidding streets um but also dead ass uh impactful i would say you know my squad like you casey for damn sure uh kieran kaden um luna obviously like that's like the creative click right now like as a team in a way it's kind of how it feels mm -hmm. um and that's just like everything that kind of isn't skating and that's kind of just like a very open like space where we can talk about ideas yeah um my girlfriend sam is also very impactful because she fucking holds me down um i mean my parents obviously my mom my mom specifically most impactful my mom mm -hmm. for damn sure um and then i think my siblings as of the past like five years i think we've really gotten super close and they it's, but it's like weird though because like even in family situations i still feel like the black sheep but i do think they've like um been more active in like including me in things which i don't really like care for because i'm used to like doing my own thing anyway but like they do like when they tell me things that are funny like i get so like like amazed by how funny the things they think are funny are i'm just like like it's just so like it's like so pure you know what i mean yeah. it's just like damn like that is hilarious like why don't i think about like these dumb little funny things on like a daily basis i'm always like stressing you know what i mean so like you know um, man you're right i'm in the same boat to be honest like your siblings ever show you something that's like hilarious yeah i mean every day but like i don't know like i can i can see that it's always been the same for me like the being the black sheep type shit um, yeah i think it's a skater thing though being a skater is a very black sheep thing i think I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, when we I started mean, skating, it wasn't even cool. A, even before I skated, though. Oh. Uh, you know? Like, I was just always... I feel, I feel that, too. Yeah. Skateboarding is just one of those outlets Skate, for that yeah, feeling. Yeah, exactly. Skateboarding yeah. is for people that are already like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Which um, is hilarious. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, just think about the... Like, the... Like, the... The, the, the levels of, like... I don't even know how to explain it. Like so getting many, there? No, no, no. So many like black sheeps, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So many of these different characters coming together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are just powerhouses of you know, you A don't lot even of things. know what yeah, you yeah. don't you don't know what could come out of that. It I'm, could just, be, I'm just wondering why they gotta be black though, anyway. Who? What? The black oh, you, the black you know sheep. Crap. You know what I mean? Like why are they black sheep? Why I'll can't they be like gold? Yeah, let them be gold. Let's make them gold now. Yeah, they gold yeah. sheep. I'm a gold sheep. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's a fact. I'm a gold sheep. I skateboard. We're changing the narrative. Yeah. No cap. That's beautiful. <laughs> you heard it here first. We're a bunch of gold sheep Ooh, now. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, what's it like having a nine to five now? Ugh. This jacket's hot as hell. I know, right? But it's so light. It's nice. Um you wanna talk you want me to talk about my influences at all? Oh yeah, huh? Just just yeah, I wanna, sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I think where I find inspiration in people or artists are people who make me feel things like deep resonating things. And like, 
in my perspective, if if a film has made me felt something real deep and resonating and like transcendent where like I learned something about myself, it's like this person has orchestrated this whole thing to make me feel this way. Maybe not intentionally, and maybe my emotions are a discourse of like the intended effect, but you know, the fact is like I found something in what they did that changed my whole life. And those are people like Spike Lee, um, Donald Glover, Hiro Murai, great, 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 up and coming. He's a he's a dude who directed Atlanta and Barry and mm-hmm. all of like Charles Gambino's videos. Um Jason Dill, Mark Gonzalez. Come on. Um Bong Joon Ho. If you haven't watched Parasite, that shit's amazing. I need to see that. Bro. That like on this app called Letterbox, it passed it surpassed the Godfather's ratings on the best highest rated. What the film. hell is this movie, bro? Like Dude, it's fucking sick. I feel like it just popped up out of nowhere. Feel me? Well, yeah, but it, I also think that where, it's, where was it made? Um so the director's Korean. Okay. And I feel like the reason why it wasn't blown up that much is because it's an international film. Huh. So it's like, it didn't just, like, I don't think it popped up out of nowhere because it won the Cannes Film Festival Okay. in France. So Damn. in Europe, it's, I would think it's a big deal. But here, like, you know what I mean? And that shit's fire? Systematic. I mean, like, it, dude, best movie I've seen in a long, long, long time. Wow. Um, also, Black Ma- Last Black Man in San Francisco, huge. Like, Favorite they put, they film. put that on uh, Amazon. I need to watch it. Yeah. So that film, I think, blows mid-90s out of the water. And I don't want to make it a contest, but just watch it and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Also, Jimmy Fails, the dude who uh, wrote and acted in it, followed me on Instagram the other hey. day. So shout out to Jimmy. That. Jimmy Fails, also huge inspiration just because of that. Shout it took them out. five years to do it. They went through Sundance. Um, they killed it at Sundance. Um, and then A24 made their film. It was produced. Wow. It was produced by Brad Pitt's production company so like how does how does that work i don't fuck no 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 how does that work like like how are you gonna make a film how did how'd they make the film oh put so it through sundance and well, then get it made by A24? no 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 so so they made a short for sundance as like a seed I right see. and okay. then they they wrote a script they they put the script through sundance's so screenwriting it. workshop and then um i guess they had an opportunity to sell it or get it produced and so a24 picked it up to do like the promotion and yeah. stuff like that and like the releases and stuff and then Brad Pitt's company um like were the people on set. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yo, how do you feel about like personally making TV shows rather than films? Oh, um yeah, we I I think about this stuff all the time. Yeah. Um it just it like I want to do both, for sure, mm-hmm. but it it's like Is a TV show like more difficult than film, would you say? Um they both have their thing. Yeah. Cuz I think I think the main thing for sure is like, it's like a tool set. If you have a story, which medium is going to fit it better? Mm-hmm. Like a long format episodic That's... or like 90, 120 minute movie, you know? And you can say different resonating things with both. Mm-hmm. Like films, I definitely think you could be more like, you can appeal to emotions more and like really like tug people in, you know? With TV, um, the main idea is getting your audience uh, like to fall in love with the characters that you're writing mm-hmm. very character based yeah so movies is in, it's like an emotional experience in a way that. and then tv is just like when you think you're your that favorite makes a tv lot of sense, yeah. yeah yeah when you when you yeah you fall in love with the people who you're watching 
as a po- and the story mm-hmm. like and them in that story as yeah. opposed to like oh i like the atlanta because you I get like to see that, them yeah. through everything like mm-hmm. you know their growth and their mm-hmm. you know all the conflict they have to face and everything so mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense yeah so because i think the mo- like the movies that i like the most is because of the emotion mm-hmm. rather than the tv shows i like the characters more than the story mm-hmm. that's a trip i never even thought of it like mm-hmm. that I'm, 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 you know, I'm cooking up <laughs> over here, bro. Oh man, yo. So before we even like get into anything else, you got to talk about Playhouse for a bit. Okay. I'll tell niggas about that. What do you want to know? Um, what inspired Playhouse? Why is Playhouse even a thing? Okay. Easy. So, so Playhouse Cinema is the name that I came up with for my company. Right. Um, so I wanted to, you know, I didn't even want to make a brand at first, you know, but then like the name Playhouse like smacked me in the face one day and I was just like, fuck, like, I think this is it. But I was always looking for something that like represented who I am, you know, and um, we can start with the word house because my legal last name is La Casa. So my full name is Luke Lace La Casa. Hey. La casa in Spanish means the house. So that's where we get the house, right? Um, and, like, you know, when it comes to creative work, not even in, like, filmmaking, um, I would imagine to be, like, you know, a fun experience. Like, you know, I've, I've grown up, like, really, like, sharpening my, like, creative skills, you know what I mean? And every time I've done that, it's been a fun experience, you know? And every time I've done it, it's been... Um, it definitely felt like using my my imagination and playing, you know? And then um, the other important idea of using the word play is that, you know, I also believe that nothing great is ever done alone. Mm-hmm. And the word play, like, you know, yes, you could play with yourself. Okay. <laughs> or you could play with, <laughs> like, <laughs> other people, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Both are fun. But, you know, like, the idea is, like, we're creating... A community here you yes, know sir. like we're you know like me me as a person like you know me like i i love being surrounded by like the people that i care about mm-hmm. like i don't i don't like being alone you know and yeah. that's just me mm-hmm. so the word play like to me is like a bunch of people like having fun together you know house being like a space where we can do that and also like a salute to my last name and then cinema is just like a branch of w- like keeping my creative work focused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then Playhouse started to become a thing <laughs> one day. Like, okay, I came up with the word Playhouse and I was like, okay, like I can't, like the only way this is going to work is if my first skate video that I make full length is called Playhouse. And like, that's what I wanted to do. So one day I posted my like stack of tapes that I was going to like upload because I still shoot on tape. Salute to all my VX filmers. I posted it and I was like, Playhouse coming soon, right? As a as like a teaser. And everybody knows I make skate videos. Like like I've done I've done tape, I've done like the DSLR thing, and now I'm doing the VX thing. But I've been doing it for like damn near five years on the VX. But if you count like all the other years, I've probably been doing like the D V tape thing for like seven. Um so I post that photo on my story and then Casey, the producer of this show, (laughs) Like, 
before he met Bilal, before like like any of this Playhouse shit came up, like he just messaged me and was like, yo, like I think Playhouse is like a sick name. Like, can I like design some stuff for you? And I was just like, what the fuck? Okay, so and here's the thing. I have to like Casey's amazing. Like hard one of the hardest working dudes I know. Like like no cap. He's he, fire. Dude, he works so hard. He's just fire, bro. Um one of the things that and I wanted is the fucking homie. Dude, for real. Yes, sir. He was just here. Um one of the things I wanted to talk about is like I was reading this book called The War of Art. Ironically, I also saw that Alex Olson was reading this book a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I read this book in 2013 and it kind of got me out of a depression. Wow. Um and this book like the my major takeaway from this book was this like idea of the magic of making a start. So if you want to do anything creatively, the hardest thing to do is to start, right? And once you start, you know where you want to end up. And along the way, you magically get help from places that you would never expect. Mm-hmm. And this is why I believe Casey is a magical being. Like, yo, straight up, like, he's helping me with a bunch of shit. Like, like, yeah. like, I can't prove that's false. Mm-hmm. I mean, and neither it's just, can. It's you know what the, I mean? Like, I feel like it's just the way people kind of attract in that, yeah, in that realm of, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a different. It's like, a, it's, it's like a, a, it's a, it's a whole new level yeah, of existing. Exactly, exactly. dude. Because it's like you got to think about like I posted a picture on my story that just said Playhouse coming soon, and something about that name, like, grabbed onto Casey and like, he was just like, yo, like I'm, I gotta like. Just ask if it's cool. Like yeah. something like really compelled him to ask. So what has he been doing? Um, well, he's been doing this podcast for damn sure. That's um, uh, Casey has literally designed every single graphic we've ever put out. Um, he designed three um, like covers for the DVD that we want to put out. Um, we plan on putting a book out. Um, we believe in print. Um, <laughs> Casey has always he's he's actually just just been there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I admittedly go through a lot of hard times, as you would imagine anybody else does. But I I do think like me coming from where I come from, like things get really hard and like um I've only lately started to realize that like how hard it's been for me and that within the past two weeks I've been able to tell Casey like, yo, like up until now, like I've been having a really hard time and like that one time I saw y'all at living room, you know what I mean? I was, I said like, thanks for being there. Thanks for helping me out, mm-hmm. you know? But like, it's one of those things where I was so far into like, like a rut that I didn't even know I was in. Yeah. And it took, it's, I, I just realized that like, he's always been there and like believed in the project itself. Like some days more than me, yeah. you know? And that's where I think like, he isn't just like designing stuff. He's, like, being, like, a good homie and a good, like, pillar in what Playhouse is now and what it, and what's to come. Every idea I've had about, I've shot at him, and, like, he gets hyped, and it's sick, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, creating, like, a positive space for ideas to flow is, like, very important, and, like, that's definitely one of the ideas that, like, Playhouse stands by, you know? This is a place where we can, like, like, fuck around and, like, toss ideas out and, like, you know? whatever whatever sticks sticks we do believe in hard work too like things are the things that we're able to accomplish 
take hard work. You know what I mean? And it's just like from here on out, and even from like before all the short films, we knew that it was gonna be a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. And like, like hard work doesn't seem like work because we make it feel like we're just playing around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like why feel like why stress the work when this is what you want to do? Yeah, I think one thing I learned just with working with you and Casey specifically is that it becomes a lot easier to do the shit we're doing when there's people doing just as hard work in the same circle yeah. as you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like it normalizes it's, it's it. Different. It normalizes it, and it's just like, I mean, I look at you and Casey, and I'm like, these guys are doing so much, mm -hmm. and. I can't be left behind, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta be on that same level. You feel me? I mean, like, yeah, huh? I, I do, like, yeah. I understand. I just, we're also there to, like, do, No, no. Yeah, exactly. No, of we're course, like, yeah. of course. And I'm able to do that because you guys are there. Mm -hmm. You know what It's I mean? like a constant. Yeah, exactly. Damn, I heard somebody say yesterday, like, a body in motion stays in motion. That was one of those things where, like, you know, yeah. we're all moving. And like, what's really gonna stop us? You That's know? some physics shit, right? Right, because it's just like <laughs> if y'all are moving and we're moving as a team, yeah, like we're just gonna keep fucking exactly. moving because none of us are stopping. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's people that are generally fire at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. There's it's just a you know it's a powerhouse of inspiration, like type shit. Dude, for real, it's crazy. It like you can you can feel that shit when like everybody is in a room. It's too much BDE yeah. for one place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, I haven't slowed down in a while because of... That's good. You know, you and Casey and, like... Dude, yeah. It's just other niggas that... So that I want to pick it. I want to pick at Casey's brain because I've never asked him, like, what drives him and what keeps him going. Yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about it, I think. Like, I don't even know, man. I think he's just obsessed, to be honest. Also, but he's also real huh? passionate. No, and, no, no, no. Yeah. I understand. Obs obsession is very similar yeah. to passion. Mm -hmm. I just like, I wonder what he obsesses over. Is this yeah. what I want to know? You yeah. probably you probably yeah. know, and I probably don't. But that's the thing. Like I don't know if I do, to be honest. Damn. All right, we gotta do yeah. a we gotta do a three way podcast. Yeah. No, and that's then, gonna happen. Okay. Sick. Yes. Perfect. Yes, sir. And then we all got a freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But yeah, that's Playhouse. Um. Well, uh, last part about Playhouse is, or last two parts, really quickly. Um, everybody who was in the Playhouse video, the first video, shout out. Y'all are the yeah, reason. Shout out everybody. Dude, shout out everybody who was at that premiere. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Like, that was a huge moment for San Diego history, I think. For Southeast history, I mm -hmm. think. Um, for us. That was, like, for us, bro. Like, yes, you know. Sir. Um, and then the last thing is shout out everybody on the Playhouse Cinema team. Everybody who's helped out on a short film. Everybody who believes in what we do. Um, everybody who's just happy to be there. I've met... Shout out, shout out Trung. My little homie Trung. I don't know if you met him. <laughs> I have. But yeah. Trung is sick as fuck because he was just like saying that like the crew that Elena Desmond has assembled, which is pretty much the Playhouse crew, yeah. um, has like inspired him to like you know, really, like he looks up to like what we do. Yeah, is it Elena that puts together that puts together like your crew pretty much? Um, is that half half and half. Because huh. I think I think when Elena uh, and I work together, like I find a lot of people that I want to work with, and then she she meets me halfway. Yeah, and it's like a perfect okay. like, but and that's just crew. She runs everything else. Okay, you know what I mean? Because like, I mean, I tell you this all the time, but 
like it don't feel like work working on your sets. You I know, right? It's it's but, so fun, bro. But, but you can see how much work is getting put exactly. in. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like it's just nice to be there. Feel mm-hmm. me? Type shit. And like, that's why, dude, we need to run another one. Like, and we have to keep we like we can't stop. We yeah. just gotta keep putting it putting them out. Mm-hmm. Like, and imagine all the good work that's gonna come out of every single one of those people on your sets. You know dude, what I mean? Exactly. Because, because they're, they're in that because they're in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, they're able to learn and have fun and, like, take that energy into another set that they work on. Exactly. But I also, like, what you just said made me realize, like, that, you know, their careers are up to them, too. You know, like, they're, I want to say, like, everybody's going to do some crazy, amazing shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm just, I'm here to see it. Like, you know, I'm just glad people are there as opposed to being alone. And that's, like, that's pretty much the basis of my life. (laughs) I feel it. Yo, in comparison to like the big films you've worked on, mm-hmm. let's talk about Relapse and what that was like. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. But dude, that's like one of my favorite. That's one. Of, that's literally that one of crazy. my favorite films. Like, that was probably the the most spontaneous like film we'll ever make. We yeah. Wrote, we wrote that shit in like a week, maybe two days, maybe two, three days. Yeah. And I, it in like one and a half days. I put the whole production team on my back. I did it all, bro. <laughs> that shit was crazy. And we and thank you, thank you for fucking <laughs> like what the fuck? thank you for even being down for that, dude. dude. I can't believe like, I couldn't believe you, it. Like if you asked me to do a film with you, why would I say no? I would be like, all right, like what we doing? You know, like, <laughs> like that shit was crazy. It was at a like a very hectic time too. Well, I want to know like so. What did you you wrote it? How did yeah. you expect it to turn out? Yeah. Like in the in the final like did i come up with what you had in mind or like you know it's crazy you okay yes the final product was fire like it was exactly what i wanted it to be mm-hmm. but i realized how bad i was at actually writing like a script at first mm-hmm. because i came to you with some shit that was straight trash like I don't think you even read it. I remember, like, you just didn't even want to talk about it type shit. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't no, no. know. I was no, busy, though. No, I was, no, you were busy. Yes, yeah. you were busy. But, like, you were just like, what is going on here? And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I don't want to come off like no, that. No, no, no. You didn't. But I was like, you're totally right. Like, this shit is ridiculous. And then, like, I don't know. You helped me to actually, you know, bring out my idea in the best way possible, mm-hmm. which was fire. Like, yeah. And I saw. I mean, even if a lot of people didn't watch that film, mm-hmm. it was, one, it was, like, a way for me, you know, that was my first screenplay I ever wrote, mm-hmm. and... And it turned out sick. It turned out sick. We got fucking top 16. Yeah. Out of, for your first screenplay, out of dude. 96 films, right? Damn. The biggest of the contest. Right, yeah. Pretty much. Biggest stop. So we yeah. got top 16 out of 96 films. Um, Made that shit in two days. Made that shit in two days. All right? And, like... It was a narrative that hasn't really been told before. Exactly. And a lot you know? of people came up to you, to me, and they were saying, like, yo, like, I've never seen nothing like that. Exactly. And that's the type of shit that I live for, to be honest. Yes, like, sir. for people to be like, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. That was sick. And it's, dude, mm-hmm. yes. And it was just beautiful that it resonated with people because mm-hmm. it kind of just shows, like, you know, life as a Muslim is no different, different yeah. than, you know, mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's, it's always like, I don't know how long it's going to be like this, but you know, it's, it's always like an alienated concept. Like, I mean, nobody really, yeah. nobody really understands what it is like because mm-hmm. I don't know, just Yo, society shit. And you did it in a comedic way. 
and the comedy diffused the like the preconceived notions you're right. you know yeah. like you broke down that whole wall and and that made people realize like oh shit like you know what i mean yeah they learned something about themselves watching that exactly dude yo i couldn't do that shit without you though <laughs> not even i'm not even talking about the, the the production man i'm talking about the actual writing because I like I I still have the fucking <laughs> I still have the first like scripts and I was like yo this shit is disgusting. Nah, that's fine. I mean, but Man. okay, so like I there are directors in the world that don't shoot with scripts that mm -hmm. don't need scripts. Yeah, and for me, like I only write scripts because it translates to my crew what the fuck's gonna go on. Yeah, but if you or any of my homies came to me with like a like any other thing like an idea. I wouldn't need a script. Wow. I would write down a bunch of notes because it's like, like me writing a script is to communicate to other people. Yeah. But as a homie coming to me, you just need to tell me what you want. You're right. And then I'll make note of it. But if you really want to turn it into like a screenplay or like to, you, to develop the writing, then we can develop the writing. It mm -hmm. doesn't need to be in screenplay format, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, I want these jokes to be better. It's like, okay, let's work on the jokes, you know? Like, yeah. let's just get to the end goal as opposed to like, Focusing on like these You're random right. little details, yeah. you know. I I just really appreciate it because like that was the type of like that was like a, a crash course for me. Like I never <laughs> took no screenwriting class, you know. I was just like, I want to do this, and you know how to do it. Help me out. I broke and, a lot of rules doing that, or I broke up like I like, you know, like heisted some stuff for my work <laughs> that could have got me fired. But I was like, Damn. this is for the homie. I'm doing this. This is for the fucking homie. Damn. Yeah, bro. So now, now I know how to write a fucking screenplay. And how to and what it like on a on a very like like simple level how to get everything done. Yeah. Yes, it's sir. just you and friends and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And, and now now I also know film people don't sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. That shit is crazy. Man, yeah, like I have a lot of especially when I don't get sleep, I'm like, dude, like, you know, like I'm not gonna be here forever, you know, like I want to get some sleep too, but then there's also like I'll sleep when I'm dead. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the more I work on film stuff, the less I think about like, oh damn, like I could have gone to sleep. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was enjoying it. I was just tired as hell. Yeah. yeah. But dude, that's how film people are. Yeah. Yeah. So like every time like a film's done and we all get sleep, like it's kind of weird coming back rested because everybody's mm -hmm. like, you have too much energy and you don't yeah. know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you want to talk about the actual night of the premiere though? Of the, you know. That's up to you. I mean, how much time do we got? Huh? We got time. We got an hour. Yeah, we're good. So. And I mean, up, I mean, up relapse. To you. Up, yeah, 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 up to you. Like, like I mean, there was these, however, you know, however you want to. That, you know, these guys that stole your concept. You, uh, and you can. Won the, won the, uh, tell, tell the people, tell, tell the, people the people what you saw okay. and I'll, I'll give them. Okay. So yeah. basically, I was about to blow up damn near like i don't know if you saw me but i was shaking in my seat bro like i was so heated at these dudes basically these these dudes in your class right right yeah. for the for the people these dudes in your class heard your your pitch right for the for the move for the film you were yeah doing. essentially i had a thesis film for that semester yeah. and i pitched it and, and Bilal was one of the stars in the film yeah and we hadn't even gotten to shoot it yet uh, but you were work but you were yeah. Presently working on it. Yeah. At the time. Mm -hmm. Working on the script, drafting yeah. it up. And these guys went and used your concept because they were in your class and heard you pitch it. And 
pretty much won the won the competition, the film competition. Yeah, with my idea. Yeah. So I just remember it felt surreal, bro, like watching that shit Dude, on screen. No, like Cause like I mean, it was, it was like it was almost directly after we watched ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we were all hyped, and then it's just like, oh, bam. and then you see the opening. Okay, yo, yeah. Yeah. So we watch ours, and we're we're like ecstatic, you know, like we're just like, dude, like I can't believe we got like pretty much top four. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then the next film after is like the kids in my class who plagiarized my shit, and you see the opening. It's Christmas, and then like you see a Christmas tree, and everybody in my team already like ready to work on my film was like ah that's funny like we're doing a christmas film and then you start to watch it and you're like oh hold the fuck up it's the same fucking beats that i that i pitched in class and it's just like they whitewash the audience and then like it's this like white family getting robbed by black people like come on like that shit was ridiculous you know what i mean like it's terrible bro and i've seen these dudes go up on stage and I don't know. I really had to hold myself back. I mm-hmm. was about to, you know, run up on yeah, like, stage type like, shit. Like, some Kanye shit. One of those dudes, like, I thought was my friend, you know? Like, always kept it cool with him. Like, I thought he was, like, funny, you know? And, like, now he's real funny, you and know? I, I like, yeah, I like how they acted like nothing was, was wrong. Yeah, like, he, he, he came up to me. He was like, yo, congrats. I'm like, I can't fucking talk to you right now, bro. Like, like back up off of me or I'm going to fucking <laughs> I'm gonna act up, <laughs> you know? Like... I mean, yeah. like, I don't like to dwell on, like... No, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, you know? So, I mean, what would you what would you say about... I don't know, like... How how could we, I guess, safeguard our ideas then? Feel me? Yeah. Especially in a school setting. Or just in, like, a learning setting. I mean, setting, like... like dude, okay, well, well, one thing, as a, as a screenwriter, what you can do is um, submit your scripts to, like, the Screenwriters Guild. And once you submit your thing, then it gets stamped with a time. And then wow. it's it's pretty much like a safeguard. And then, you know, you can, like, if people steal your shit, then you can, you know, okay. do something about it. But I'm just like, man, like, this is school. It's a safe space. I don't really care. Yeah. Um. The other thing about it is, like, you really got to have faith in your own work because no one else is going to tell your story the way you want to tell it. Um, that's right. I definitely think that's like the biggest difference because it's like you watch their film and then you watch my film. It's like my film isn't made for white audiences. Yeah. Um. But like, there's a very like soulful feeling in the films that I make that are like you know like this isn't really about like I feel like the films that I make have a very like if you don't get it you'll never get it feeling mm-hmm. you know and if you do get it then that's what means the world to me yeah. you know. Like, I don't care about, like, like having my films, sh- like, resonate with everybody. I just care about the people who care about them the most, yeah. you know? So, I mean, let's, let's talk about trust then, like, in a creative, sp- in a creative space. Because, like, I like, mean, like, with your homies or in, like, yeah, a... Yeah, just in general, like, the importance of it, you know what I mean? Because you think that, you know, school setting is supposed to be safe, but, like... Nah, you want to know what I think about film school? Huh. Film school. If you go to film school, your parents can afford to send you there. And that's like, you know what I mean? You are in a position where you're like low-key blessed to, to be able to like pursue this thing and learn about it. You know what I mean? And I want to say most of the people in my classes were like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there are these just like 
upper like middle class upper middle class kids and their parents are just sending them to school yeah. they've like never really like struggled with not having their own shit mm-hmm. you know and, and i'd assume they're probably not the greatest at what they're doing exactly you yeah. know what i mean um because i mean if you don't have a story to tell what you gonna do in film you feel me exactly you can just work hard yeah but you know well because that's the thing it's like there are people who are on the sets right and working in film mm-hmm. and then there are artists yeah you know what i mean there's exactly. a huge difference because i think going to san diego state made me realize that like there aren't a lot of artists in the film program mm-hmm. Like, film is an art, and not enough people in this school treat it like an art form. Yeah. They treat it like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I, how I feel you, yeah. Like how do you want to be a director and not even have, like, a sense of, like, art direction? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was talking with this uh, one of my friends who is in the film program now, mm-hmm. um, and she was just, like, complaining to me about how, ooh, I mean, I don't want to put her on the spot you feel me but like she was just explaining to me how like she feels like nobody in the film department right now is actually trying to do good work and like at least very small like the majority of them are not Mm -hmm. and i don't know based on like shit that i've seen just in like the film festivals and like i feel like i've seen the same stories over and over or like they're just they're shallow like Mm -hmm. like you know I don't know, it's just shit made by students, you know? Yeah, it's very student like. Yeah. Like they're just they're just trying to see if they can get to the end of making something. Hmm. Whereas what like what do you what have you seen from my work? Like in terms of what I've made? Like and I don't want to have to compare, but I just want to know like how you would articulate it. Like how would you describe my work in comparison to the other things that you've seen? I see it as a I guess like you, did you watch Baby Girl? I haven't seen all of it. What? Actually, no, I have. I have. My bad. No, no. It was White Elephant that I didn't. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Baby Girl, yeah. So, I can just tell that there's, there's just more, like, more behind the actual story itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Compared to these other films where it's just like, I feel like they sat down and were like, oh, I think it'd be cool if we did this, you know? Or like, oh, that'd be a, a good idea. That'd be funny. Or that'd be, you know, people could kind of relate to that. But it doesn't come from anywhere genuine, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm looking for personally in film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or even as like a creative person, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and art in general. Mm-hmm. You know, any form of literature you're looking for, not even something personal. It doesn't always have to be something personal, but it could... Yeah, I agree. Just be something yeah. that you, that the person understands, you know, mm-hmm. to a level that they can portray it correctly. Mm-hmm. You know? so, Life experience plays a whole lot. Exactly. And like, but then the other thing about like film school that like I should also highlight is that most of the kids are like 18 to 21. And when I was in right. my program, I mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, 24, 25. Wow, you're right. You know what I mean? So I'm like way older, mm-hmm. bunch of shit popped off in my life before I even got there. So life experience does play a huge thing. And like, you know, like I've had to go through a lot to understand myself and how I can articulate those emotions in like through like a story. Yeah. Which is also like a fucking hard thing to do, even just on paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're always going to be telling 
personal stories or do you want to start telling other people's stories I, as well, well? Um, I want to be able to do like, I want to be able to create like an ensemble of characters that I just like. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Actually, I mean, you've told, you've told someone else's story already while working on Relapse because, I mean, you wrote that shit with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Yeah. Well, yeah. see, like, it, like, and that's the thing. Like, if I had a homie... And I did, because you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you asked me, like, yo, I have the story I want to tell. Like, can you help me do it? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, to me, like, making that stuff is just, like, that's a, that's a, you know, like, I'm not going to do it for the money. I'm going to do it for the homies. Or I'm going to do it for the cause. Yeah, we got we, we to gotta make good work first. Mm-hmm, exactly. And yeah. then, like, the stuff that, like, me personally I want to make, I want to make, like, super grand, like, 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 hyper-detailed, super ornate, like, feeling films where it's just like holy fuck there was a lot put into this like there's a lot of shit on screen that are like in the details like you know like all the way to like the wallpaper all the way to like you know like how can i create the world that's in my head you know what i mean yeah As a film, like, you know, as a film writer and director, like, after graduation, what, what kind of, like, steps do you take? Because um, I, I don't know. Like, I personally don't know. Like, what would you do? Write your ass off. Yeah. Write your fucking ass off. Because it's like if, you, like, if someone's like, okay, you want to make a film, what you got? You got to have an idea. Yeah. And if you don't got, like, and if you have one, write another one out. You know what I mean? You got to have them, like... It's, it's, you gotta sharpen your sword. You know what I mean? Like, how, how, like, how are you going to want to, like, make a film and not grab the chance by the nuts? You know what I mean? You just gotta fucking, you know, you gotta You're fucking right. do it. You know, like, yeah. Um, so writing is huge because it's like, how well can you get your writing, um, like, down to where you're pleasing yourself and you're, you know, you're, like, it feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Like these are all the details that I want and need in this. Um, and how? And then you know. And then it's the other side of it is the business side. It's like how can I get somebody to care? Mm-hmm. How can I get this produced? You know? How can I prove this is different than the things that are already out there? And how can I prove that people will want to see it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there's that. It's like you're gonna want to make a script, and you're gonna want to like, you need people to see that script, and then it goes back into the trust thing because like I only like I I feel like my biggest chances are through like Sundance and like the film festivals and every every like big industry every big like um I don't even know what you want to call it yeah. program with mm-hmm. like a screenwriting like fellowship that is able to read my work and if not that then it's just like my college professors who know somebody who knows somebody yeah. you know what I mean it's just like I luckily like worked really hard in my major and met a lot of great people, a lot of great professors that like would put me on in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, um, but that only comes if like you're do- also working on your own shit. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Um, but if not that, like, obviously I'm doing that in the background. But then there's also like the short form stuff I want to do. Like, I want to make a bunch of stuff like with the homies, like, a mm-hmm. bunch of shorts and a bunch of like 
mini universe type stuff. Yeah. Like, um, just to get the exercise in and mm -hmm. to really like hone down on like, these are my visuals. This is my art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is what I've come up with and this is what I've worked hard to achieve. Mm -hmm. So what's your plan? Like as a, I mean that you, since you have these goals, how can you do that with, you know, a nine to five? Like what's um, the, what's your process like right now? Okay. So nine to five is like the hustle, right? It's like the finesse. Everything that I do at work is just work. I'm not like, I'm also, okay, if y'all want to know, I edit for a TV show, but that's all you got to know. So I have a resource that I'm able to use. I can use my workspace to continue to edit the things that I'm working on. So I'm able to make videos like not related to work. And that's like a huge finesse. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is like um, getting into a groove where I'm waking up super early writing in the morning and then i get ready to go to work mm -hmm. you know what i mean because when i do that i feel super satisfied about my day like i feel productive yep. like i've done i've done what i wanted to do now let me spend my time and make some money you know yep. like and then at the end of the day just kick back like find a way to relax but i do think you know like uh that's one of those things i picked up off of stephen king because he says he like he woke up and wrote in the morning and like it's when your energy is the freshest so yeah man i do that too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta channel that fresh energy yeah i'll be writing shit in the morning and then i just kind of forget i even wrote it and then i come back i'm like oh shit yeah exactly like, right because nice. then you yeah. go through your normal day uh -huh. and it's just it's almost like you're living like another life yeah exactly yeah so it's it's, it's using fire. It's it it's like money, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have like time is like money. Time is money in a sense. Like you have to use your time to benefit you. Like, you know, we only have less of it. How can you make most Damn, of it? No cap. But it's hard though. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say like you know, oh it's easy. I'll wake up at like five in the morning. I'll write my script. You know, it's like, nah, that's just hard, bro. But, you know, oh, if man. you want it, you're going to do it. Cap. All right. Changing topics. Aha. You know what I've been thinking about lately? Mm. Moving out of the U.S. Fuck, man. You ever think about that? Why you gotta fucking drop that shit on me? <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, it, if Trump gets impeached, I think we straight. That's, I mean, like... Shit, I don't know. I mean, my reasons are different, though. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, Have you ever thought about that, though? Because I feel like, I don't know, you... I mean, you're not... Your family's not from here. Yeah, you know? this is my home. So I but I like, mean, like... I feel like yeah. it's always a thought in the back of our heads, like... Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, I'll go back home one day. Yo, bro, that's crazy. Because I always think, like, imagine how big of a jump it is for our parents to come here. What is that equivalent jump in our life? Exactly. I think about that, too. Even for them, living here for so long, imagine what it's like for them going back now. Because shit don't stay the same. Exactly. Shit changes, They, they have a rep now. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. They go back and they're, oh. Ballers, yeah. They're the, you know, Americans. Yeah. So... That's crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think about it sometimes, especially like after, you know, Cambodia and shit. Mm. There's a just, spirituality in the nature, isn't yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's just the, 
you know, the stress levels here. You know, I mean, we always talk about the stress out here. And, like... Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just different. But, like... But we'd be giving up a lot. <sighs> hmm? I mean, yes, opportunity, yeah, that's a thing, too. But, I mean, like, to me, though, like... I, I hit a point in my life where I know I need to push what I'm doing as far as I can push it in in any situation that I'm in. Yeah. And in the in the hardest situations that I'm in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like cuz I could yes, I could move out. I I, no, I mean any of yeah. us could move out. I'm yeah. just saying out, like, out the, has that ever been a thought in your mind and if so, why? You feel me? Cuz France sounds cool. France, that shit sounds expensive. It sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not I don't think about the price. Really? Because it's like, why would you let a price stop you if you want to do it? Like, if you wanted to, if you wanted to move back home, you would end up doing it. Yeah. Because because you set yourself out to do it. It's like it's like the hero's That's journey. True. You're right. You know what I mean? You're like right. You're right. you set out to do something, and then you end up finding the money and you yeah. do it. Yeah. I guess I would want to move somewhere that Japan sounds cool too. I mean, I wouldn't have to, you know. Continue on this daily grind that oh, I'm on. You I see, feel me? I see, I see, yeah. That's just that's just my own thing. Cause yeah, I don't know. Like when when everybody around you is in the same mindset, which everyone here is in the same, you know, mindset of I gotta get this, I gotta get that. Like these are my goals, these are my aspirations. We trying to get there. Feel me? Mm-hmm. That's how you gonna be too. And when you're somewhere else where no, like it's just yeah, living yeah, yeah. like day to yeah. day. You kind of it kind of catches on. I I I do see what you're talking about, but yeah. then but then like I I see that completely, like you know, because I went, I, dude, I went to the Philippines. Yeah, no, like, I see it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but for me, it's just like, dude, I honestly feel like the the things that I'm doing with film, I don't know where that came from. Like, if this thing landed in my lap, what am I supposed to do with it? That's facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And that's that's the big thing that would always that's always gonna hold me back because yeah, whether we like to, whether we acknowledge it or not, which we do, I'm sure, we're not the same as everybody. Yeah, like yeah, maybe somebody else could do it, no problem, and people do. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, I they have family members that do too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if we were to do that, it's just that same mindset is caring is going there with us. Mm-hmm. We're not here, but we're not talking about money. We're not talking about fame. We're talking about creating art. Yeah, me? exactly. And that's just, just going to be as obsessive over mm-hmm. there as it is going to be over here. Mm-hmm. But there's just more means to accomplish what we're trying to do. Yeah. But also, at, like, you know? the internet is a powerful thing. True. Like, yeah. you know, I think, like, but it's just weird. It just, it depends on what you want to do. But yeah. I, I do feel like, you know. The beauty of the internet is the connectivity aspect. So, like, you could be creating, like, some crazy-ass art somewhere else. And, like... It could be popping. Yeah, like, yeah. somebody on the internet would find it. Yeah. And, like, that's just the nature of the beast, mm-hmm. you know? like, Because there's a film I'm writing right now that I want to shoot in the Philippines. Because it'd be cheaper. Fire. But also, like, it's just very... Like, the stuff I want to write is super, like, relevant. And, like, there's... I think... Off the off the main fact that there hasn't been a film done in my parents' language. Hmm. Think about that. And then think about everything that I've gone through and meeting the two. You know what I mean? It, like, I do. Like a very, like, deep jungle cutty film done in an American style. Yeah. But in my parents' language. 
Like, don't you think that sounds like a beautiful, like, experience? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be about a 12-year-old kid going through the jungle? It, a kid and his friends. Yeah. And then getting his, uh, his shit cut off. No, <laughs> dude. That could happen. I, now, that, uh, now that you remind me about that. I got circumcised oh, in the Philippines when I was 12. <laughs> on vacation with my family. So the last time you went, was that the last? Was that, like, the first time you went since you were... Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> well, I got circumcised when I was like, like around that age, and then I went like, I went in the eighth grade, and that was the first time after, and then I also went, I went in college too, like twenty thirteen yeah. maybe. Damn. Yeah. And then I told myself I wouldn't go back until I graduated out of the film major, and I got kicked out of school, and I got and I made my way back in and graduated the the best director of my class. did that for me yo remember sketch comedy class <laughs> oh my god that shit was horrible <laughs> i mean like the sketch was horrible the sketch the, the class was was fun professor serino is amazing he's fire um the stand-up class is very is, was much more intimate i think for yeah, sure. Like, yeah i mean no i just wasn't happy because i was in a class with a bunch of improv kids uh, expected to go on stage with no rehearsal uh, and perform some shit when I ain't never done well, improv in my life. That's some student shit, though, uh-huh. bro. That's some student shit. I mean, I did it, but like, they are, they a different breed, man. Improv kids, yeah, well, Chanel and dude. I really, I really, Sarah, all of them. I appreciate, dude. Improv no, they're amazing. Is hard, they're amazing. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, like you know, organizing. Yeah, they organizing threw, they, things they, they isn't just a... threw me on stage, bro. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts out to them. Shouts yeah. out to them though. I miss them, dude. I like yeah. I really liked seeing those people in yeah, that me class. Too. Me you too. know what I mean? Like because we were all there to just like yeah. laugh our asses off. Yeah. Like you can't get that anywhere else. That's true. Like in a school. Like man, we, we literally did... go to class and just tell jokes for the whole class. That's amazing though. It's crazy. Like and and to be honest, like I'm I'm not trying to like boost my own ego or give myself too hard of a pat on the back. But the only reason why the stand-up class was a thing and the sketch comedy class was a thing Say was that. because of me. Say that. And Professor Serino wrote yes, me sir. Letters of Rec for college. Shouts out. Oh, dude. Shouts out. Man, shout out. He All also, right, he cares mm-hmm. about, like, colored people. And that's, yeah. man, shout out. We're getting so off track. But it's, uh, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a very beautiful, like, away. conversation, <laughs> though. Like, All right, we about to go off to break. Um, but before we do, I want to ask. What is the one film that you've learned the most working on? So, like the one project that, that shaped, I did, yeah, that you've that you've that you've worked on. It it doesn't even have to be that you've done. So the one that has shaped me, your approach, Baby Girl for sure, one hundred percent. Really? Mm-hmm. How so? Um, The only way I can describe it is my lead actress has worked on a bunch of LA sets, right? Mm-hmm. She told me that my crew was more professional than any of the sets she's been on. And I didn't believe her. That is incredible. I didn't believe her because I've never been on an LA set. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm a student. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to do my best here. I went on my first LA set, like, like this year in May. Wow. Trash and depressing. Oh my god. And like like mine like what you're saying. It was fun and very like open and everybody wanted to be there. 
and everybody like on on Hollywood sets or not even Hollywood sets, but just like LA sets. Most of the time, like like the grip and electric team, like they're contracted. They come from another company. Um, the camera team comes from another company, maybe. Um, the art direction. Everybody else is like they're all contracted. They don't know each other. On my crew, it's like everybody's friends with each other. And they're not only friends with each other, but they're already very, like, like highly skilled artists at what they do. The thing is, there's a lot of people there, I feel, that maybe it was their first time on the set. Because I know there were people there that I never met before. Mm-hmm. And even just being in an environment specifically like that, it's not hard to get comfortable right away. Like, even for the actors, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is special, because... It just makes the experience that much better, mm-hmm. and everybody does better in a comfortable environment. You feel mm-hmm. me? So, well, I I wouldn't say comfortable, but I would say like, like if everybody is feeling good, yeah, then that'll translate in the work. And what I've been writing a lot, or like my one of my philosophies is that like you know, as artists, we're we're trying to, you know, bring the most genuine, like aspects of like, in like have that shown through our work. So everything we put out, like we want to be so authentic and so genuine to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And if we keep people who value those ideas in our teams and who we associate ourselves with, it'll shine through in your work, you know? Like everybody on that set is amazing, and I feel like that's why the film turned out amazing. Everybody's feeling good, and like that's why the film turned out so good. My guest for today is film director and founder of Playhouse Cinema, Luke Lace. You're listening to Rider on the Run with me, Bilal Muhammad. We'll be back in a sec.
Prescribing your vibe, love, I know how you need it. I'm not fucking you. 
of the day. It's a David Lynch quote. What? I love uh, that, man. The one, the one that you actually have told me before. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you're quoting a David Lynch quote that you quoted. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. All right, let's get it. Ideas are like fish. If you want to catch little fish, you can stay in the shallow water. But if you want to catch the big fish, you've got to go deeper. Down deep, the fish are more powerful and more pure. They're huge and abstract, and they're very beautiful. David Lynch. That's a quote. That's just fire, huh? That you've told me a few times. That shit fucking hit, bro. (laughs) Clarence just sent another video back. David Lynch hit different. Oh, shit. I think his mic doesn't work. (laughs) Is he Mexican? Nah. He's Filipino. I can't fuck it. That's why I asked, bro. Okay. The quote. <laughs> you watch escape videos right now? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what do you what do you what do you want me to say? Or like not what do you, like mm-hmm. what do you what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean what yeah, I guess uh I mean, why have we talked about this quote before? I don't even know why, but yeah. I well, okay, well the way I found the quote is because I bought his book. Oh, ah, okay. He has this book about his filmmaking process and transcendental meditation. Hmm. Um, I was talking to the homie about that today. Actually, DM. Yeah. Who? The homie Liam. I don't know if you've, you've met him before. Actually, you probably don't remember him. Just has he taken TM classes? He's like, he's been taking it since we were in high school. I need to fucking talk to this guy. I was talking to him. He said, "Yo, because because he you... said he specifically said to me today. He was like, I have nobody to talk to about this stuff. I want to talk to someone about fucking." It. <laughs> fucking link me up with that dude I got you yo cause okay first things first transcendental meditation is kind of sus because you gotta pay money to learn how to do it uh-huh. you get like a specific mantra okay just yeah, to you right or and yeah. and like the way I've done it cause I fucked up like fuck you know, I ain't paying for that shit you got me <laughs> fucked up but like I've just like I've learned how to meditate on my own and meditation is what Okay, so yeah, everything that baby girl was came out of my meditations. Wow. Yeah. That's the place to get ideas, man. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then like he describes in his book, you know, it's that same idea, you know? Yeah. Like he describes what he sees when he starts meditating. And I also try and bring myself to that yeah. place. Um, he also has this idea, dude, this shit's crazy. So both in like like philosophy i guess or like the idea of creation right there's the idea of creation and then there's science right mm-hmm. um science has found this thing called the unifying field where all matter begins okay it's like a threshold where like imagine like there's a line x axis right below the line is ideas above the line is physical reality they like science has found that line what (laughs) i'm just like do you you get what i'm trying to say i think so like like so and and, i mean it's like it's like 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 matter and cells and all of that you know what i mean okay like you know so ideas are physical beings no ideas become physical things huh you know what i mean i think so because it's like the different like like simply put you have an idea 
right? And this doesn't really have to do with like what I just talked about, but it's like the same concept. Yeah. So you have an idea, right? And you'll always have like that idea might dissipate and mm -hmm. go away. The way you put it into reality is by writing it down. Yeah. Now it exists mm -hmm. in a physical place. Right. This that's the same idea of like like David Lynch's meditation. Yeah. Like he he talks about like, you know, really digging deep into like, you know, his deep ideas and he, he says everything he makes in his films are like very like people say they're very dreamlike. Hmm. And like he talks about the subconscious a lot and the reason why he thinks it's important that his films are like that are because like like it's untapped. There's a bunch yeah, of shit. Yeah, exactly. In there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. and it's the same idea. It's like, okay, I have this idea, but like You're going deeper. Yeah, what if yeah. I made it into a film? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like what if it was like thirty that's seconds right. of film? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like what what could this mean? Right? And that's yeah. why it's very surreal. Like he describes meditation to be um, somewhere between the conscious and unconscious. Like, yeah, no, that is, that's exactly it. You know what I mean? It's called the, it's called hypnagogia. That's the hip, the hypnagogic, hypnagogic? Yeah, hypnagogic yeah. state is like that, you know, in between mm -hmm. before you kind of like fall asleep. And you like, can, you can stay there your whole sleep. That's, that's right. I've been, I've been able to do that. I've specifically done, I specifically did like a, a series of drawings of things that I saw in that state. So that's sick. I, I like that we're talking I about this. I actually got um the idea for relapse while I was doing. Well, that's funny. I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the shit that I like I just have shit in my phone all from that, like mm -hmm. all from me being in that different mind state. Don't you and feel like it's I feel like that level amazing. that level of art is crazy because like your physical self is trying to manifest these things yeah. in the real world. It's like, and it's like it's almost no effort. Like, yeah. your mind is just giving you all this shit. Exactly. Yeah. It's free. And that's, and it goes back to that it's other free. quote where it's like, exactly. everything you have, it is every, free. everything you need is within you. Yep. Right? Wow. Yep. Shout out David Lynch. Yo. But yeah, so like, the way I have like, I mean like, I don't want the, I don't want the, the TM fools to come at me, you know? Because I could, like, I don't admit, I'm probably doing it wrong, but I, w <laughs> I will like, like testify and say that I've learned a lot about myself through meditation. Yeah. Like when I'm in that state, I think about like, I think in a different way. Like if, if I feel a certain way about something like, like let's say I see like a golden sheep, like in that state, Yeah. I'll question why the sheep is gold. I'll, I'll question why I think gold is what it is. Like why I feel, why like, do I feel a certain way when I hear gold or see gold? Like, do I react a certain way? Yeah. Why do I react like that? And then I'll just continue down this string of whys. And that's how I end up going deeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's amazing. And then that is what informs my characters when I write. It's like this person's reacting this way because of this, mm -hmm. because of this, because of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're in in that sense, I'm deconstructing my own character. And I'm, and then in that sense, I'm also learning about myself. Mm -hmm. Like, why do I suck at kickflips, or why am I good at kickflips, or why do I like kickflips? And then you're just like, oh, I saw this person do it. What about this person doing it made me like it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, we giving people like 
secrets right now. It's not it's not even secrets huh? though. No, it's not secrets, yeah. but I mean people don't know, bro. Yeah. And people may yeah. never know because mm-hmm. some for some people it's it's very distant. Like it's yeah. a very distant con- like it's a faraway concept for them. Mm-hmm. And, and see this is this is what comes back to like us talking about the whole plagiarism thing. Because for me, I know why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I know I have my own vision. And that's why I think all the hype in terms of like like visual artist things and like like you know being like a like a like a videographer and editing and all that like where's the art to it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm interested in like the motivations for things being there for things like in people's art you know like like you can tell when something's hype and you can tell when something's genuine yes sir you know what i mean and like especially when things are genuine people can't take that from you you know what i mean they can try, but it's always going to be you. You're right. And that's why, like, I don't mind talking about it because I'm always going to do me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then having the confidence in that is what kind of shields me from, like, all the fake shit. You know what I mean? All right. All right. Do you have a mantra? I don't. How'd you get there? How'd I get where? Or, like, when you're, like, how do you achieve that state? Um, basically... I want to know so bad, bro. I want, like, I want my shit to be strong, bro. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, my shit's not strong, but, like, I mean, you, you, like, it sounds obvious. You got to make sure you're sitting upright when you're doing oh, this. Oh, really? Yes. You can't lay down. And do or this. else you'll fall asleep. You'll right? fall asleep. Yeah. Fuck, dude, you're so right. Because you I'd be you need to, Yeah, you need to be sitting upright and doing it because, um, you have a breathing also, pattern? Yeah. So just breathe in. Deep breaths through the, you know, in through the nose and then out the mouth. Um, probably learned that shit in acting class, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, true, true. that type of breathing pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Focus on the breathing at first. And then minimum time that you're doing it, you got to have your eyes closed. Maybe like in dim lighting or the dark. I prefer For, the dark. Yeah, the dark. Me too. Um, mm-hmm. But minimum time, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like at that 15 minute mark personally where... I actually start to see start seeing things. Mm-hmm. Then when I get to like maybe twenty minutes, it's like constant. Like I'm yeah. seeing, now you're I'm in there. seeing everything. I'm in there. And then if you get to the thirty minute mark, it's like shit's going crazy. Like you go, you gonna mm-hmm. come out of it. Like I'll try to like if I see something I like, I'll write it down really fast and just go back as soon as I can. Dude, I like doing that too. It's yeah. really, it's yeah. really hard to like mm-hmm. s- to maintain, but like once when you keep when, when you keep it up, like it's really not that difficult. But it's the same thing as the quote, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep going deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The more you're in it, the deeper you go, mm-hmm. and the more stuff you'll see. Yeah. A large percentage of the work that I've of the like visual artworks that I've done is from when I've been in this state. That's right. Yeah. So. Niggas don't know, man. I know. It's free. Mm-hmm. Dude. But then that's another thing. Like, there, I, I feel like people talk about how there isn't enough research done on the subconscious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean? Like, do people don't talk about lucid dreaming anymore. That shit's a whole different I world, feel like man. It kind of feels similar. And I was going to ask, like, that's some, why, that's why I started. That's where I learned this stuff. Dude, sometimes I feel like it feels like astral projection to me. I still haven't done that yet, though. Like, I can't confirm that it is, but it feels like it's it. It's real. Yeah. It's real. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even my mom's experienced it. I've... What the fuck? Yeah. Yo, what'd she say? That's huh? crazy. She said... <laughs> I don't know. She 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 didn't like it. <laughs> wow. She was just like... 
I was floating. She just was just like, last night I was floating above my body or something. And I was like, uh, yo, that was astral projection. And she's like, get out of my face. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. Like, because, like, to uh, me, like, sometimes. crazy. When I, like, because, you know, people say lucid dreaming is like controlling your dreams, right? Yeah. And I also feel like in, in like, with that idea, I don't leave my body, but I imagine myself somewhere else. You are somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different dimension in a way like exactly yeah lucid dreaming is like the most you've gotten overlooked there? yeah I, I was able to do it for a while actually um, i can't confirm that i did i just takes, had some it really takes sick... a lot of practice and it's like into your sleep type practice or into yeah. meditation yeah, type like, practice. like you get to the you get you can get to a point where um you're able to basically like realize you're dreaming by like any time. Oh, it's like oh, it's like it's, it's like okay, like, now this is yeah. a dream. Like yeah. you just un- you start to understand how dreams work. Mm-hmm. So it's like this shit isn't adding up. So I'm yeah, dreaming. exactly. You know what I mean, yeah, you enter yeah. a new room and you're like, like what the fuck? Exactly. And then that's what triggers yeah. it. But normally you you don't notice those things. Yeah. But when you practice it for so long, it, it gets to that point. And also, it's a whole lot of writing down your dreams. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was there was a point where I was waking up four to five times a night. Just to write it down? Not even just to write it down. Like, my body had been programmed to, like, pretty much wake up after a dream, like, cycle, I guess. Or, like, after I dreamt. So I'd wake up, sit, and just write it down for a while. It honestly was, like, exhausting. It's, it but it's kind of fun. It's, it's kind of fun. fun. Because yeah. I, ha- I still have these dreams that I can, like, look back on. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, like and so you don't crazy. even remember it, huh? You only remember it because you no, wrote it down. No, the thing is, I can remember it. Yeah, like, I can remember it clearly because i wrote it down exactly yeah which is wild right because it's like it didn't really happen here exactly dude but that's so sick yeah like i like when i read it i'm like transported there again i'm like i remember everything like the Mm -hmm. sensations the Mm -hmm. scenery like it's wild but yeah man lucid dreaming's underrated because i I support this statement imagine it's like having a whole nother life it is it actually (laughs) is bro yeah it's a whole nother life. Like there was like when I was doing that, I was like in high school, bored as shit, you know, mm-hmm. with my life in general. I ain't got shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just skateboarding and art like, mm-hmm. you know, and it was dead at the time. So I would meditate like twice a day. All I do all day is just read about lucid dreaming. And then at night I just practice it. It's like a law of attraction type thing. Yeah. And then maybe after two months, of straight meditating and writing my dreams down was when it was when I had you my unlocked first the door. One. Yeah. yeah. What Crazy did you thing do? Is, it was a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't get out the dream. <laughs> there was like I was in this like hello weird like scary ass house. That's hilarious, bro. I was like, oh shit, I'm dreaming. And then I just knew for some reason, right? Yeah. And then what's crazy? I read this. I like one thing I learned was if you rub your hands together in a dream you get more clarity like you like everything becomes more clear because when you start when you realize you're dreaming your body just immediately wants to wake up like mm-hmm. that's just normal mm-hmm. but if you rub your hands together for some reason the friction in the dream makes everything clear again so as soon as things start to get hazy you just go like that with your hands in the dream you read sh- that in a thing i swear i did and it works wow yeah so like, so you like pull up into every new room in your dream, yeah. looking like Birdman. Looking like Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what's dude. going on in here, bro? <laughs> oh shit! So, 
Yo, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude. But yeah, there was like a clown down the hall, and like that nigga was being hella weird. So I was like, yo, let me get up out of here. And then I just imagined the trampoline. I hopped on that shit and dipped out, dipped out the room. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah, that's man. fucking sick, dude. Yo, th- this is the, I went to I went to high school with that uh that dude Liam that does the to, TM. Uh, unidentified. That Liam? No. No, 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 no. Uh, just some homie I went to high school with. Mm. Yeah, but um. We was on this shit together. Like, we would, this is all we would talk about. So, and he's still on it. So, I'm going to link you with him for sure. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Dude, I also know Julian Kleinswick as TM. Really? Never There's got to talk to him about it, bro. Yeah. I just, I just, I've never met him like that. So, yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey, yo, I heard you, buggy. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay. Before we finish up the episode, um, one more question. Growing up, there must have been someone who pushed you to get to the point you're at now. So I want to ask, who told you that you can do what you're doing? Videos. I'm just like, oh, sick. Like, I'm, I'm just making, I go home every day and make a video. Like, it's just what I do. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think what might have kept me going was the fact that people weren't telling me I can do it. Because I ended up doing it for myself anyway. But when it came to directing and stuff, you see that shit? I am seeing that shit. There's a Come bug on. in there, yeah. Fuck them. Um, directing, directing, like screenwriting and directing and all that is a whole different beast. It's a whole different, like, elevation of, like, making videos, you know. And it takes somebody who knows high quality work. And I'm about to, to punch you in your chest. <laughs> this damn bug. Okay, like I was saying, some sometimes people say monster spirits. Anyway, like you ever watched The Legend of Korra or like Avatar or whatever. Anyway, um, it it takes somebody who knows high quality work to be able to tell you that your work is high quality, mm-hmm. and that's the only beauty of school that I have. What's crazy is Professor Koo. She used to teach here. She did grad admissions at NYU. She taught at NYU. She taught at USC. Wow. She teaches at Loyola Marymount now. She, t- she taught at some of the best schools. She told me that my work was better than some of the grad students at those schools. And that was crazy to me. That's big. And also, she's Asian. So for me, like, you know what I mean? It takes somebody who understands, like, what I'm trying to do and where I'm coming from at least to some degree, especially me being, like, Filipino-American, to know that, like, I got some shit to say, and I don't exactly know how to say it just yet. Yeah. You know? And she really, she told me what to do, and she just told me to, like, you know, uh, write a lot, take all her classes, and then that's one of those magical being things again, bro, because she doesn't teach her anymore. She was out. You know what yeah. I mean? So, just, like, there's, there's also that quote, like, floating around, too, of, like, I'm so thankful to exist the same time as yeah. you. You know what's crazy? What? Today, I had to go in a... I wanted to meet with my screenwriting professor, right, to ask him a question. Who? His name's uh, Shuki. Shuki Ben... Ben... Benjamin. <laughs> These Israeli... Israeli... Okay, you know, screenwriters, okay. bro. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He teaches a... From Tel Aviv, yeah. Inch, huh? Intro? Or... No, nah, it's an English course, screenwriting. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, sick. So, basically, 
we don't have class today, right? Because it's finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had one final one final class where people could go and just ask him whatever questions they want. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make it, right? And right when I remembered, I was like, I need to go catch this dude, right? Mm-hmm. Because I had an important thing I want to talk to him about that I'm going to talk to you about after this. But um, mm-hmm. I'm looking for this dude in, in like arts and letters, like in the, in the, in the hallway. Running so around. I'm just running around, like looking, trying to find his room. And I like go down the hall, I turn around, and I see this dude like bust in the doors and he's just like in a rush for some reason. And I'm like, <laughs> no, yo, I got to walk with you. And he's like, okay, come on, come on. It's like Alice in Wonderland like, yeah, type so I'm shit. I'm like walking with the dude and he's like, yeah, I got to catch a flight like right now. Yo. And I'm like, okay, then I need to like, we need to yeah, discuss yeah, yeah. this real quick. But like same type shit. She, like I caught this dude. I didn't even know he was going to be there. I was, he, he was supposed to be in the class at that time. Mm-hmm. But I decided to go there instead of go to the actual class. You feel me? Wild. And I caught him right when he was about to grab his luggage and dip to go back to Israel. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Dude. Yeah. See, like, I still think there's so much more to life than just, no like, right? Like, there's no doubt about that, man. It's just scary to think that, like, everything does happen for a reason. It's just like, bro, like, yeah. dude, like, you know what I mean? And 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 then it comes back to the thing. It's like okay, I got all these things and all these like very specific situations that seem very universally catered to me. Yeah. Am I just gonna waste it? You know. That's where we at. Fire, fire discussion, man. Yep. That was good. End this, yeah. Yo, that was Luke Lace in the studio for Rider on the Run. Where can people find you at? Do do do. Instagram Luke X Lace. Twitter, Luke X Lace. If you really want me on Twitter, tag me because I ain't really on that. But I want to be. Like, I, I think I want to be too. It's just not easy. Dude, a lot of, a lot of great uh, TV writers have yeah, come up on Twitter. Writers are all up on Twitter. Yeah, so, all mm-hmm. right. So, this next year, let's just start tweeting. Yes, sir. Um, 2020. Uh, sh- That's about what, it, right? what else am I on? I don't even know. You on Vimeo? Uh, <laughs> are we dropping that yet? I mean, like, Playhouse.wtf, you heard it here Say first. That. At Playhouse C I N E on Instagram. You already know where to find a gang. Uh, we in the streets, we filming. We working on something new and the footy looks great. Oh my god. That's Thank you for all the support, guys. It means the whole world. Shout out Bilal. Like Thank you. I can't wait for this stuff to come out, man. Cause Me like too, man. Cause it's like you're existing in these other conversations in different ways that like I'm I'm so ready to hear, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we out here. All love. Word is bond. Peace. Rider on the Run is produced by design visionary Casey Naughton. Sound design credits go to multimedia artist and producer Caden Pasqua. Our theme music is composed by James Sudd, genius and bassist of the Berkeley band Mint Julep. If you enjoyed the podcast, have questions, guest suggestions, or topics that you want to hear me discuss with my artist friends, please review the podcast and leave a comment. And if you're a creative yourself, please leave your social media ads so people and I can find you. Maybe you could even be our next guest. Thank you for listening to Rider on the Run with me, Bilal Muhammad. And we out. Last thing, if you liked it, add us on Twitter and 
and spread love. Say that. Till next time.